Yo, here we go again, back at it. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box with us. Uh, I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. And Coach Natty T should be joining us a little bit later on. So we're going to jump right into things. Got a little football, got a little basketball for everyone. First, you know, we got to start with the hot seat. Who needs to be benched, fired, all the above. So Coach Pace, go ahead and drop some knowledge on us. Who's on the hot seat for you this week? Um, so right now, we'll just go over this briefly because we'll get on both topics real soon. But uh, I'm going to start with the NFL. Um, for some reason, yet again, they are still lacking when it comes to this COVID protocol thing because it should not have taken Baker Mayfield to speak out and other players to speak out. When you realize most of these teams, I mean, you got team, a lot of teams with like 20-plus players on a 53-man roster with COVID, and you still debating on like having the game or not. I don't agree with that. Doesn't make sense. And I mean, granted, they postponed some of the games today to like Tuesday or Monday. Um, but it's definitely just in general unprofessional and just shows you that the NFL is way behind compared to the NBA, NHL, and all those other countries. I mean, in Canada, they've also um, just throwing this out there. They are so said like any sporting event is back down to like 50% capacity. So um, I just feel like, man, the NFL, I don't know if they ever going to get it right. Um, it's kind of weird because they still got all that TV contract money um, that's still coming in, which is kind of funny. But, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. But the real man of the hour. Dun, dun, dun. Our good old friend, Urban Meyer. Now we're going <laughs> to. We might as well just deep dive into this because there's a lot that's been going on. Urban's Urban's a nasty guy. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Urban's a real nasty guy. Uh, it stemmed from, you know, the Florida days. I can't wait for that 30, to, 30 for 30, though. That, mm -hmm. that 30 for 30 of Urban Meyer at Florida, and now half his players got, like, a record. And the most famous one right now is Tim Tebow, and the other one is dead. It's going to be real interesting. So, um, I mean, we can deep dive into the urban situation because there is a lot to, you know, man, my boy, my boy, he down bad right now. New urban man tripping. I like his restaurant, though. He got a good restaurant here in Columbus. This steak I ain't never been. You got to tell me how that is. Good. The steak was good. I was like, you know, it's a little pricey. They got a Buckeye cheesecake. I was like, you know, that was on point. But anyways. The urban, the man had some flaws in him, you know, and, and, you know, we've all, you know, we've seen, you know, about his infidelity. We've seen about his, like, you know, he going coach college and say he got some health issues. Then he jumps back in, has some health issues, then jumps back to the NFL, you know, just goes to the NFL. So I just think like, dude, guy, like, I, he's not slick. Like people, I think he thinks he's like smarter than he actually is, which is probably why he thought he was actually going to do better in Jacksonville because I know it's not all his fault. I do want to be objective about that. You know, you got a rookie quarterback who has not lived up to the number one overall draft pick expert, oh, you know, yeah. which is, you know. <laughs> then, you know, James Robinson is cool. He's been good. You know, Travis Etienne, Etienne is the, you know, the back up there. So like, I, do you really have a number one right receiver? No. So 
I understand why they're struggling. That's why I'm surprised that they actually fired him now. I figured they would give him a little bit more time to actually get those young guys uh, together to see what they will really do together. Would that have changed things? Probably not. But usually they let they let coaches do that. I was like, man, they treated him like a black coach. You know, they fired him within the first year. You know, but anyway. There was like a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes of like players and other staff members not taking a liking to to Urban. Also, like an incident of him kicking the kicker, which I found funny because I was over here like, you're a grown man. Like I'm talking <laughs> in terms of the kicker. I'm like, you a grown man and you're going to allow Urban Meyer to just kick you. And like, I, I think he said like something to him, like, you know, don't do that again, so on and so forth. But I would have looked at Urban like, I kick for a living. Right. And then I would cock my leg back and show him why I get paid millions of dollars. Right. Like I'm, I'm a grown <laughs> man at the end of the day. You're not going to just roll up on me and kick me. I don't care what I'm doing that you think is wrong, so on and so forth. But um, I honestly, I, I believe if, you know, a coach comes to a bad team, they should have at least two years. Uh, to see, um, you know, if they could, you know, make something happen, unless if the team just was like way worse than when you first got there, then it's just like, okay, well, you're not making us any better than what we already were. And plus, I mean, I never, I felt like Trevor Lawrence was overhyped. Of course, he's not in the ideal situation with weapons and so on and so forth. But all in all, I think by the end of, you know, their careers, He's going to be like, – how many quarterbacks was taken in the, the first round that year? Probably like five, six, including him. He's going to be towards the bottom of that. Like, I believe Mac Jones would be better than him. I always said that Justin Fields was better than him. Trey Lance is in a in the perfect situation to be better than him. So, well, I'm, we'll see if it was more so of an urban thing or is just Trevor Lawrence and also that they had a bunch of injuries. In terms of the uh, NFL thing, players are going off. They're pissed about it, and I agree because these games were supposed to be forfeited when a team, a clear team, had the outbreak and the other team didn't. Um, and then the win was supposed to get, be given to the team. So now it's just like I'm – teams already – players already hate, like, playing on Sunday and have to flip and play on Thursday. Now you got teams playing on Tuesday – and then we we'll have to play Sunday so they get shorter recovery time, shorter time to prep for film for the next team, all because of somebody else had an outbreak. So they need to find some type of compensation. Like you should give the, the team that didn't have an outbreak like a bonus. You should find the team that had the outbreak because these games are supposed to be happening. And what's going to make it worse is for those teams that are supposed to get those wins, if they go out there Monday and Tuesday and they lose. So that's a playoff. Was, yeah. 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 I'm like, I understand where they were going through because they I'm pretty sure they expected like, oh, this was going to happen in like week three, week six. But now we're talking about playoff push time. So they're just like, oh, ratings are higher up. So on and so forth. We have to make something happen. And when they should have just stood to their word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to bring in Coach Natty T on this. So Coach Paces. Uh, two hot seats where the NFL for all the the COVID wild, you know, wildness going on. And then, of course, ex-Jaguars coach Urban Meyer. So you can weigh on either or both of those. 
Oh yeah, well my my bad fellas and our viewers, you know, parent life is is very real. No, but um yeah, I mean I don't really have much to add with the NFL thing. Uh I mean, I think the only thing I would add is from the player's standpoint, I understand they're upset, but if you're going to voice your opinions, you should have voiced it to the players union because the NFL doesn't make that move without the go ahead from the players union first. So whatever meeting, whatever vote happened, y'all should have showed up and voiced your opinion. And if you didn't, then that's kind of what happens because the NFL is the NFL. They're a multi-billion dollar industry. So they're going to do whatever they have to do to protect the shield and protect the business. So all the players, the Baker Mayfields and everybody else that I saw had, you know, shots to, you know, shoot at the NFL. Maybe you should have showed up to that players meeting with your player rep and voted not to do it. So they would have had to stick to what they had to stick to. That's my only point on that. Urban Meyer, we'll get into it because I know that's already one of our topics. Yeah, we, we can go right into that. You could you can go ahead and take it away. Oh, then can I throw in an honorable mention really quick? Yeah, It'll only take like a minute. Uh, hot seat, Michelle Audinet. She is a judge for Lafayette. There was an incident where somebody was trying to break into her home. The guy was caught on camera. And then there was a video, of course, uh, and she was watching it with her sons. And they were just loosely using the N-word and laughing about about it like oh look at this n-word blah 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 yelling this and that and then her excuse was she is like i was medicated and you know i don't remember that happening so i don't understand i don't know everybody's backgrounds around here but or like for all the viewers but the alarming thing is that the fact that when the video was shot the n-word was originally said by her son so medicated or not, the fact that your son felt comfortable using that word in front of you and then you doubled down on it and said it, that's an issue. Right. I'll, if I'm not supposed to cuss in front of my parents, and I know that because I know what happened. Guess how many times I, I cuss in front of my parents? Zero. <laughs> Zero, because that would have been a pop in the mouth, a pop in the back of the head, so on and so forth. So I'd like say look different. <laughs> I'd be looking like Martin Martin Lawrence, man, <laughs> in the boxing ring. So, like, I'm just like, yeah, like that. That's she's she's on the high seat. She needs to be disbarred. Originally, I was thinking like they need to review all of her minority cases for biasness, but they need to review all of it because you know bias could be towards also other Caucasian uh, people that were on trial. Like they just need to review everything and make sure everything was based off fact versus her favoritism towards whoever. But that's it. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good thing too. Yeah. So I, I already said my thoughts on Urban Meyer. So I don't have too much more to say about him. Um, other than the potatoes were also good. So not only was the steak and the cheesecake good, but the potatoes on the side was really good too. This ain't, this ain't the Food Network. Sorry. Uh, you know, as a foodie, I I, re, I really enjoyed that place. You know, and it, it made me like feel some type of way because you know that isn't that where he was caught cheating on his wife was at at his own restaurant. His him and his wife, there are pictures of him and his wife plastered everywhere in the restaurant, 
including a huge one at the bar. And I'm like, bro, like, so you, so you just looked at all the pictures of you and nothing kicked in to say, you know what, maybe what I'm doing is not the best thing. Let me go ahead and just cut the, cut this off and, and, and stuff like that. Your conscience never kicked in. Anyways, that's the difference. <clears throat> y'all think something like mentally wrong with Urban? Like, let the, let's be, because I don't know, like, from Florida to now, I just feel like dog is like, truly just eh, it don't make no sense like what's going on with his brain i don't know man i i'll give my i guess my two cents on this uh so with urban meyer i've always thought he was just like a snake and a liar even from well first from him leaving florida and claiming it's for health reasons but then a year later you come back and coach ohio state so was there a magic cure for your migraines or anything like that I don't, I don't know I know they did the, the vaccines pretty quick but I don't think they've advanced on that for you to come back and coach in a year especially since when you said coaching was causing the stress yeah. and then you hop right back into that same environment it was winning that cured it because he wasn't going to win in Florida anymore <laughs> no well well I think that and it was the sanctions that were coming down well, yeah. similar to Pete Carroll um same thing at Ohio State because he said it was for health reasons he knew what was coming down in yep. terms of the sanctions. Mm-hmm. So he left. So he comes back and coaches Jacksonville. So I think it's not really that surprising to me because, and I'm going to say this as a blanket statement, but all coaches are con artists. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. That's just, I mentioned Pete Carroll because he did the same thing to USC. He leaves right before he knew the sanctions were coming. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how great of a coach you are or if you suck as a coach all of them are car artists let's go nick saban remember the infamous press conference when he was coaching the miami dolphins oh i'm not going to college football what does he do he goes to college football <laughs> you know uh brian kelly you know oh you know we're about integrity here at notre dame and loyalty and all that my man leaves in the middle of the night We'll coach LSU for more money. Yeah. And gets an action on top of that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So for me, it's just a constant theme with coaches. And there's just that double standard in terms of how the media portrays them. Now, certain guys, like an Urban Meyer, he ha- he's had more, I would say, not so good moments in public. And obviously, I think everything kind of came through fruition this year. Coach JP3, you already mentioned it with the whole infidelity thing. And the reason why I think he got fired is to, you know, Coach Mark's point is I don't think it really had any, not, oh, well, I wouldn't say it wouldn't have anything to do with the results on the field because, I mean, obviously they're two, what, they're two and 12 right now, two and 13 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, they knew they weren't going to be that good. And really, two of those wins were surprising. I mean, they beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I forgot who else they beat. Um, I forgot their team they beat. But anyway, and those two, I mean, those are surprising wins. So I think to your, to your all's point, in a normal circumstance, yeah, he would have got a few more years. But when you're a class A a-hole, 
within the organization, yeah, they're going to fire you because for one, as you guys have already mentioned, he's kicking players. There was another wide receiver that like he kicked out of the facility and he wasn't willing to come back in. There was other stories where he's berating his own staff and saying that they suck and their resumes suck. And it's like, well, you hired them, Urban. So what are you talking about? <laughs> so all the when you pretty much turn everybody against you within the organization and the season is going bad, yeah, you're going to get fired. Even Trevor Lawrence, as you guys have already said, right? I mean, he's a rookie, so we'll see. You know, I like I said, I like you, Coach Murph, I think he's a little overhyped, but nevertheless. But when is the last time have we ever seen a rookie come out to the media and say, hey, this guy should be playing? A rookie. I don't give a dang if he's the top overall pick. I've never seen that and been willing to say that publicly to the media. That tells you how much turmoil it is. Then even the week after that, he comes out and says, yeah, like there's a lot of like confusion, a lot of turmoil going on behind the scenes that really should be cleaned up. Says that publicly to the media. Yes. That just tells you. So for me, the fact that they fired him, not surprised. And again, all coaches are carn artists and I'm a, lead back to that theme in one of our other topics, but that's my thoughts on Urban Meyer. Okay. And, and one more thing. Yeah, he's fired now. I guarantee you in a year or two, he's going to be right back in college football at another Power Five conference. I guarantee you. With a Mel Tucker contract. I guarantee you. With all that being said, that's what's going to happen. Doesn't Oklahoma still have a spot open? No, they, I think they just hired uh, Clemson's defensive coordinator, but oh, you know, I did. But listen, if that doesn't go well, knowing that Urban Meyer is kind of hanging out there, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Like for instance, Texas with Steve Kerstarkesian, let him have another bad season. Yo, Urban. Yep. Want to come down ten years, a hundred million dollars? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Didn't he finesse them for like 60 mil though? Like finesse Jacksonville for like 60 something, mil? Something like that. Something like that. So and got fired. And got, yeah. Beat the, beat the Dolphins and, and beat the Bills this season. The Dolphins, yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins, yeah. He could beat the AFC East. That's about it. That's all yeah. he got. Yeah. But again, I mean, I think the results maybe was a factor. I, I think that was probably, I think it was pretty low on the totem pole considering everything that has come out as far as what was going on behind the scenes. I think all of those things added up. And then again, when you don't have any advocates because you're treating everybody like garbage, they'd be like, yeah, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. Like, I, I think that kind of looks into this next topic when you're talking about the power of coaches or the you know the con artist you know however um you want to say it is so we have number two ranked player high school travis hunter originally committed to florida state Deion sanders school ironically uh you know in college and then decides to decommit from them and chose jackson state university where Deion sanders currently coaches uh so 
I'm going to ask y'all, like, what are your raw thoughts about it? And do you see this being a trend? Do you see that, you know, having the number two player in the country commit to a HBCU? Do you see this as the first of, of many to be able to do it like this? Um, and so we'll start with uh, Coach Pace. Um, <laughs> really? I mean, mine is short and sweet. I like the I like that he made his own decision. Um, and whereas not swayed by like what typically goes on, um, I think it's a good move because you know the best to ever do it was Dion. So I mean, unless you want to argue Revis, but I'm still good with Dion. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like that if you want to learn from somebody, you learn from Dion. Um, I think he's going to be playing corner. Um, yes. Uh, that's what they got him lined up. Well, he's. Mr. Do Everything, but I think they're going to have him play corner, big, long corner. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I just think his, he's a trendsetter, man. <laughs> really, all it comes down to is him being a trendsetter. Um, and, that, I mean, that's really – I mean, haters going to hate. You know, the Power Fives is going to hate and because that's going to uh, – you've seen uh, – what's his name? Uh, Clemson, Dabo. Dabo talking about it don't even matter about education no more. I'm like, boy, if you don't get out of here, it ain't never mattered about education. <laughs> okay, like stop. As long as they, as long as the black players is bringing you, you're behind them, ten million dollar a year contracts. You ain't worried about no education. You worry about W's. Mm -hmm. And I look at it this way: just how like, um, you know, coaches will literally hit you with that. Yeah. So I'm coaching at, you know, they they go ten and three at a school or 10 to two out of school. And then before the bowl game, they hit you with that. Yeah, so I'm going to coach at uh, Texas when they, when dude is coaching at like LSU. And you sitting there like, so you just gonna up and leave? Like you was my coach, you was supposed to be here. You made all these promises and you up and leaving. Now it gives players, you know, with the transfer portal and everything. It's like, all right, so if I want to leave, I'm going to leave as well. And then there's no loyalty in the game. And then, you know, also, I think with Travis Hunter specifically, them endorsement deals that he about to get, about oh. to go so crazy. So I think it's good. And I don't think the coaches like that either. I don't think they like these kids getting them endorsement deals in general. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's a cool move, man. It's good to see change and, you know, fans and everybody being up in shambles, especially coaches as well. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you on the group chat as soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, this is, I feel like this is going to be a um, a trend. I don't think it'll be like top two, so on and so forth, but I think here and there, y'all get some top 100, 200 players. Um, and then nine times out of 10, really 10 times out of 10, it'll be Jackson State um, because, I mean, Dion is there. But, I mean, I, I love the move. I I hate Dabo. I've I've always hated him. He's overrated, and like he, for him to mention ed, like education not matter anymore. What is the curriculum for Clemson? Like, I want to know your players' GPAs if it matters that much. Like, are you pressing that to your players, or you just want to get them to win? Because last time I checked, especially for athletes, you're really not looking at their GPAs when you're bringing them on to recruit them you're not like hey so uh your gpa like a 2.5 3.0 you're just like no you have great film i'm taking you so he's just an idiot and he always has been 
and he's just riding off the coattails of Deshaun Watson. But that's another story. Also, um, I mean, what what Dion is building there is something special. I mean, you see clips here and there of just him, even like when I am an athlete, how he said, like, coming here, um, I'm going to create, I'm going to help these guys become better men, um, just well-rounded, not just in the game of football, uh, which is which is really cool because, you know, a lot of the power five schools and other the bigger, you know, predominantly white schools is just more so what can we get from you? And then we just move on. So um, I like it. I mean, this gives, and then this also puts more uh, views and more eyes on HBCUs because like now you're getting these top recruits or potentially uh, will get more top recruits in the future uh, that will lead to more, you know, games on ESPN, like nationally televised games. Because, I mean, they're, I believe they're like 11-1 and one right now, uh, the football team. So, like, I, I'm with Coach Pace. I like change. This is a great move. And I just love, I just love seeing the Black people winning, man. That's all. I'm rooting for everybody Black, like Issa. What you thinking, Coach Nagy? Yeah, so um, I actually disagree. I don't. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I actually don't think it would be a trend. This is kind of my thinking. So overall, I do like it, like you all, because again, I I'm always down to see, you know, African American people you know, advance and obviously for the HBCUs is good. But, and let me clear this up as well. Like Dabo Sweeney, you're an idiot. So shut up. Florida State, shut up. Just get over it. Um, I don't think it will be a trend because I think we have to define what trend is. Are we going to, are we saying, are we going to see, like, how are we going to quantify what that trend is because this this is the first you know top you know five player in the country to choose an HBCU are we going to say you know three of them four of them five of them a quarter of the top 100 are going to start going to HBCUs now or now how is that going to be defined I just don't see that happening and two I think this is more about Dion than it is about HBCUs because what Dion did, and I have zero issues with this. I don't know if you guys saw, you know, as far as the bar stool supposed agreement. <laughs> Dion facilit facilitated that. Like, let's let's just cut the crap here. He's not going to Jackson State because of the campus, because it's an HBCU, or because of the whole environment. He's going there because Dion was able to hook him up with that barstool deal that's going to be $1.5 million. Why I say that? And Dion, I saw his little interview on ESPN. So, oh, we don't have any money. I don't know what you're talking about. Dion, stop it. You left NFL Network to join Barstool Sports before you took this job at Jackson State. So don't tell me you didn't hook that up. You used your influence and your celebrity to help get what you wanted. And I have zero issues with that. Florida State's mad because obviously they couldn't come up with $2 million. 
which you could have, but you didn't. So don't be mad because Dion basically just was able to facilitate the money to get this kid to go there. That's number one. Number two, I don't know if it's a great move for him because this is kind of leading back to my whole all coaches are con artists. And I love Dion, but he's not going to be there for those three years. He's already interviewing with TCU. He turned it down from TCU because TCU was not going to offer a Mel Tucker type contract. They were not going to offer a Lincoln Riley type contract. They're not going to offer a Brian Kelly type contract. That's why he turned it down. Don't tell me it's about, oh, you know, it's about these kids and this, Dion, stop it. Because you can't serve two masters. Because he said before he took this Jackson State job, he said one of his goals is to have more Black coaches in Power Five conferences. You can't have that goal and have the same goal of uplifting HBCUs. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because you're going to have to choose one or the other. So don't tell me. And it's about these kids and this, that, and the fourth. Yeah, it is. But let's just say the Texas job becomes available. And they're like, you know what, Dion, you see what you've been doing at Jackson State? We're going to offer you 10 million, you know, 15 million a year for 10 years. You think Deion Sanders is staying at Jackson State? I mean, hell he, no. He said it in the commercial with Nick Saban. I'm a, Deion loves money. <laughs> Yeah, hell no. My thing is like I understand that, but if he were to leave, I don't think he would just like up and leave. He would kind of facilitate a, a competent coach to kind of like push the push the envelope. I don't think he'll be like, all right, I'm gonna take this bread and bounce. I on. agree with you. I'm not saying he would do the approach like what uh Brian Kelly did, but or like what is it, Cliff Kingsbury? Or Cliff Kingsbury or or Lincoln Riley or all those. Oh, Lincoln guys. Riley, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, Lincoln. But let's be real about this. You don't think he's taking Travis Hunter with him in that tra- in that transfer portal? Mm. Let's be real about this. Mm. Dion wants to win. I'm not going to recruit all these or work to get these top 100 kids and then leave them at Jackson State. Like, yo, mm. I'm about to go to Texas. You know, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, if he takes a big job like that, yo, I'm about to go to Texas. Like, you know, come to Texas. You think his kids, the quarterback, isn't coming with him wherever he's going? Mm-hmm. So how does that help the HBCUs in the long run? That's my question. So, I, yeah, yeah. To me, and again, I, I like it for the HBCUs, but I think the fact that Dion is there, that's the driving force. And if you take Dion away, if you take Eddie George away from the one, you know, where he's coaching, yeah. And right, and he, let's just say, Hypothetically speaking, let's say Ryan Day has a bad few years. And Ohio State's like, hey, Eddie, you know, you're an alumnus. We see what you're doing. And say Eddie starts getting a few of these top 100 kids. Ohio State's going to throw that bag of money at him. And you don't think Eddie George isn't going to take it? I mean. Jackson, absolutely. For me, that's that's kind of where I'm going in terms of the long run, because I think and this is kind of my last point is. It's good that these kids are, 
you know, a few of these kids are going to HBCUs. Another example is uh, McCure Maker. I don't know if you remember the basketball player. He was the first top 100 kid to go to Howard. Mm-hmm. But played two games. And I just know just because I live here in the D.C. area, he had a groin injury. But he left Howard because he felt like the medical staff didn't necessarily do the right things for him in terms of getting him back on the court. So he's playing in Australia right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think, unfortunately, the HBCUs don't have the war chest to compete with a, those top five schools. Because I think eventually what will happen is, even if you start to have a little tiny blip of a trend, mm-hmm. These, these schools, these Alabamas, these USC's, the Georgia's, the Clemson's, they're going to start pumping out even more money, whether it be let's grab that coach or let's grab that player. Because like Florida State, for example, let's say this, if, if Travis Hunter did that to Ohio State, you know, down on well, Ohio State's going to be like, that's not happening again. <laughs> I don't give a day what kind of NIL deal we have to do. We are not losing that kid again. Yes. Period. Period. And they're not going to lose that kid again. Period. So that's just kind of where my mind's going. Because I like it, but at the same time, I just think it's just kind of a temporary headline. And it's good, but it's just temporary because they just don't they don't have the war chest to compete with these big schools because what's going to happen, they're just going to start throwing their weight around. And HBCUs can only do so much. Dion can only do so much by himself. He can grab a few kids here and there, but like I said, if Texas starts calling, Dion's going to go. The only only benefits I really see from it, it, if, you know, that scenario happens, is that it would be more so for the players and less for the HBCUs, but just the strength of the transfer portal, if he did end up at a power five school or so on and so forth, you could, I could see a lot of people or a lot of players at HBCUs that wouldn't get looks start transferring into these colleges. Yeah. Um, Cause he'll be like, Oh, I know such and such at Jacksonville say, I know such and such at Howard, they can play, let's get them here. Yep. And they probably wouldn't get those looks, which would be great for those players. But in terms of HBCUs, yeah, I, I can see definitely where you're coming from. Yeah, so that's 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 where I'm coming from. That That's my mm-hmm. point. I think overall it is good. But if we're saying it's going to change the landscape and, you know, these HBCUs are going to start competing on the same level as these, you know, big powerhouse college football programs, maybe temporarily, but – once they start throwing their weight around, those kids are going to start going to those schools. I mean, it's just inevitable because everybody wants, and I'm not saying that you can't get drafted from HBCU because obviously there's plenty of players that have been drafted. There's Hall of Famers, the best wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, HBCU. Mm-hmm. So not saying that it, that's not possible, but at the same time, <laughs> pretty sure if you ask Jerry Rice, if at the time, if he could have got noticed by an Ohio State, a Michigan, a USC, and had the opportunity to go kill it at one of those schools, I think he would have took that opportunity. Yeah, well, we won't see. 
the 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 one one domino has fallen, one big domino this year. HBCUs, we, you know, Grambling State's added Hugh Jackson as their you know their head coach. So we're starting to see yeah. uh, coaches with NFL pedigree at these HBCUs, which is going to be helpful moving forward. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. You got to keep the coach there first, and for those programs to be sustainable. So we'll see what what, what happens with that, but. A, a good a good win for for Jackson State and a, and a good look for HBCU. So I hope hope he does well there and hope hope they kill it. So, well, I hope he can stay there because again, the, you know, it's not like it's college basketball where you know if you're have like a breakout season, he's a one and done. I mean, remember he's gonna have to play in college for three years. Yeah, I I just I just don't see him staying three years because I think Dion's gonna end up Making somebody's gonna end up grabbing him. Mm-hmm. And then he's probably just going to transfer to where Dion goes. Because really, a lot of the HBCUs are benefiting by Power Five and NFL teams not hiring black coaches. Yep. And yeah, so to what you're saying, Coach Natty T, if they decide to change that, it's gonna it's gonna bleed out some of these HBCUs. Unfortunately, not like they couldn't get any good coach at all but could they could get the top tier black coaches no most likely not if those other schools are going to start shifting their cultures and 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 doing things you know so we saw notre dame this year i thought i'd never see a black coach at notre dame (laughs) you know like so yeah but he's he's an ohio but he was an ohio state player so you know he has that he has that credibility right right so we'll see we'll see more to come on that we're going to switch gears here and go into a little bit of basketball. So, you know, holidays coming up and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little hiatus from the coach's box over here resting up for the holidays. So we wanted to kind of put out there about the great Christmas day games that are going on. It's something that uh, we look forward to every year is be able to, you know, just kind of sit down and, and, and watch basketball all day long, pretty much. That's at least what I do. Um, so what, and we'll, we'll start with Coach Murph. What what game are you most looking forward to watching? Honestly, I feel like everybody should be the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the Nets versus Lakers. The way that KD is playing, uh, the way LeBron is playing. I mean, and then with Russ being there, actually having like a competent squad to go head to head with Durant. Um, and hopefully, I mean, right now he's in safety uh, and health protocol. So hopefully he's back by that game. But I just got to see it. Hopefully Harden is back at the time, too, because I don't want to see it with just Durant versus those two. And I'm just specifically saying those two because AD isn't doing anything and he is nobody. So he is that's nobody. the game I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coach Pace, which matchup are you looking forward to? I mean, there's that one, but I'm also looking at that, that Golden State and – Phoenix game. Yeah, buddy. Uh, boy, because, you know, I always like that Chris Paul and um, CP3 matchup. But, you know, they're teams that's trending upward. Um, the consistency's there. And I know they said it. I wish he was coming back, but they said Clay's coming back in like two weeks. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish he was coming back on Christmas, low key. Even yeah. if it's in like managed minutes, like 
Ah, we gonna play him like ten minutes. Ten minutes. I, I'd watch mm-hmm. it for that ten minutes. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'll be like a ten fifteen. Make sure it's in the third quarter. Man, make sure it's in the third. Hey, but, if he play, because it's it, it's in Phoenix. If he play, I probably would try to pull. I'll probably pull up. My one line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, that's probably the game I'm looking forward to. The five o'clock and the eight o'clock game for sure. But everything else is toss up. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna be eating by at two thirty. So we'll see. I'm checking the prices right now. Hold on. I might actually pull up. <laughs> Coach Nike, which one are you looking forward to? Yeah, for me, I, I agree with Coach Pace. It's actually the Warriors Suns. Because uh, I just think it's going to be the, the better game overall. Um, I think leading into it, obviously Lakers Nets, but I, I don't know who's going to play. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's just kind of you know, took the air out of the balloon for me. So with the Warriors, like, okay, I know who's going to play, you know, obviously barring something happened within the next, you know, week or so. But um, I know who's going to play. The first two games that they've played have been very entertaining. So I don't expect anything different from this third meeting. So that's why I got Warrior Suns. That's where I was headed to because I've seen them play before and I've enjoyed both of those games. Um, and both of these teams are playing each other coming off of playing very well. Like they're each on, you know, hot streaks going through the NBA. Uh, you know, the Nets are kind of doing their thing. You know, the, the Lakers have been up and down. You know, they've, they've been able to, to win against some lesser, you know, teams recently. Uh, but they haven't really hit on all cylinders. So I don't know if that if it's going to translate to the best quality, even though you have two of the best players individually in the NBA and KD and LeBron facing up. Um, also, I, I hope D-Book is back by Christmas. I know he's ruled out against the Wizards, and I think they're trying to preserve him for that Christmas Day matchup. Uh, at least that's what, I, that's what I would do if I was the front office. No, I, 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 I'll be – shocked if he doesn't play that game yeah yeah so that i think that's going to make it that much better because i don't believe he played the last time that they played each other um so mm-hmm. yeah um i would go with the with the warriors at phoenix game but uh, i i'm looking forward to watching all of these i'm definitely going to be watching all of these in some in some capacity um i enjoy watching donovan mitchell um luca if he's playing i think that would be a good you know, nightcap, you know, to a good day of basketball. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, it's sometimes about, go it's ahead. about two fifty to get in there. So I'll be watching it from home. <laughs> <laughs> That's the verdict. Like, you know what? I could watch this for free. At home. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was dope. Oh, by the way, I forgot to ask. Uh, so coach, uh, Murph and Coach Pace went to the Monday Night Football game this week. The Rams, Cardinals games. Man, how was y'all's experience? I, I'm a, my experience is just what Keith's experience was because Keith, we were in the Cardinals section and there was probably Keith, Coach Pace, and like two other Rams fans by us, and they were just going at everybody. But the, at the end of the day, I mean, Cardinals fans are cool. You know, I didn't have a a horse in a race and I'm a Philly fan. So I was just kind of there. Uh, but it was just fun seeing um, coach pace go, go at it with everybody. But 
the the only downfall is I was hungry, man. I was so hungry. I went to the concession stand at halftime, and I got stuck in line and missed like the whole third quarter. Like I didn't oh, get to the last like three four minutes of the uh, third quarter. Um, but they they hooked me up for my weight. So shout out to to the workers there. But I'll go ahead and let let Coach Pace go. <laughs> I just want to make it a point. Everybody came back against my boys on Monday night. Guess who didn't? Come on now. I, I just, everybody, everybody told me they was going to lose. I, I, you know what I'm saying? We took the dub, you know what I'm saying? We really we really got after it. But it was lit. I had one dude behind me. He had an Aaron Donald jersey, uh, him and his wife. It was real cool. The two people in front of me, they was Cardinals fans. But I wasn't really talking trash to them. We was just having a conversation. Yeah, they were uh, cool for real. Yeah, they was real cool. I was like, because they were like, nah, we can come back. I'm like, listen, my quarterback is known for throwing pick sixes. So all he need to do is throw one, and y'all right back in the game. And we was just having a conversation. And, you know, I was talking a little bit, and they was like, you might need to leave out with us at the end of the game. I was like, ah, I probably will, but it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> we get to the end of the game, and everybody start clearing out. This was the fun part. Oh. I'm like, oh, so y'all, y'all not some real fans. Y'all just y'all want to watch our team lose. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And then I started waving at everybody. I was like, okay, see ya. You know, we, we, we got to rub it in. Bye, guys. <laughs> and every time a big play would happen, I would just turn around to the dude behind me with the Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald jersey, and we just slap high fives. You know, Odell got a tug, played great. Yeah. You know, I had my Odell jersey on, mm-hmm. and then you know, my favorite part was the end. That one guy, yeah, because they were, you know, him and his little wife was arguing. So you know, I was like, they basically, I said something, and they was like, we still leading the division. I said, y'all ain't lead tonight though. <laughs> <laughs> I lead tonight. He said, we still lead the division. I'm like, guess what? We'll talk about that tomorrow. We just whooped y'all in your house. I'm not trying to hear none of that. Sit down. And they got quiet. I was like, well. <laughs> You know, it's a good night, man. Shut two people up. You know, got the dub. Watch Odell score. Cooper Cup. I didn't realize he had 12 catches. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, I even the 15 targets and when they the guys in front of us pulled up his stats, is like, it's so quick and effortless for him. Like, I never really know how fast he be putting up, like, yards and receptions like that. It's crazy. Yeah, it was, like, super, super, like, quiet. The only t- the only couple I remember a couple catches and the mm-hmm. touchdown. I don't know how they got the ball in there um, yeah. when he did the like comeback route towards the corner, but I remember that. And then I look up, he had twelve for one twenty three in the tug. I'm like, bro, what? Like, what happened? <laughs> when did that happen? I, I didn't even realize Donald had three sacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw him have like one, and then Leonard Floyd had a pick, and then. Um, I think we missed the other one on the because we were coming in. I think it was like the first possession he threw uh, Tyler through a pick. But you know, regardless, AZ is amazing. I'm gonna have to go back next year for show and talk some more trash because I'm one and no Scottsdale. And one and no never lost. The well, we weren't in that's that's in Glendale, not Scottsdale. Oh my bad, my bad, Glendale. <laughs> but uh Arizona. Hey, <laughs> the verdict about uh Cardinals fans, if anything goes wrong on offense, they just make fun of Kyler Murray's height. That's all it is. Oh, for sure. 
Oh my god! It's like, oh, he's short. Like this guy, every time he messes up, he's shorter than my wife. Oh, he couldn't see over the dick. He's so short. Like that's all they ever say, which is cool and clean because you know this is the second football game I ever been to. The first one I went on the I went to see a Philly home game, which is everything they say oh. about Philly fans, man. Oh my! Oh. Like I told Keith, I was like, at a Philly game, you wouldn't even have to talk trash because nine times out of ten, if our if Philly ain't doing good, they're talking about us already <laughs> before, the, before the fans do but yeah hey, I, it, gotta, I gotta go to a Philly game with y'all do uh, it, it's hilarious I, i'll definitely fly out i do want to see another well i want to get to a point where i can watch, go and see at least one philly game uh, every year so that'd be dope that'd be dope yeah so yeah i'm glad y'all got a chance to do that it was a good it was a good game good game rams on top yeah that's you awesome. know one and oh arizona that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm looking forward. We um, I'm waking up in the wee hours of the morning, driving to Newark, New Jersey, to watch the uh, HBCU Classic that um, Michael B. Jordan's helping put together. Uh, so you got Howard and North Carolina A and T, um, uh, and uh, it's the second game. The first game is Delaware State and uh, North Carolina Central. So two games for the price of one. Looking forward to to watching those. Not looking forward to the drive. Uh, but looking forward to the experience. So, so shout out to the HBCUs and the um, uh, Legacy Classic. So, um, for those of you that will want to watch it, it's going to be on TNT. So, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up with our Fast Five. So we're just going to do the winner and the score of these games. Um, so we have the uh, Raiders at. <laughs> like a third of the Browns <laughs> that are healthy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, we created the itinerary before all this madness came out. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say Raiders on this one. At Raiders 35, Browns 17. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> right. uh, next one, this one's going to be going Patriots at Colts. Uh, I struggled picking the winner of this one. Uh, I like both of these teams. Uh, Indy at home, I have them edging out the Patriots. Uh, if I were to pick a defense that I trusted the most, it would be the Colts defense over the Patriots defense. So um, Bill Belichick is good at coaching against younger quarterbacks. Carson Wentz has a little bit, you know, uh, more experience than that. So I have the Colts winning 31-28. Uh, uh, so Coach Knight, what you got? Yeah, I, I had the Colts. Uh... 24-21. I, mean, I just think they kind of have to win this game. I mean, they're desperate because they're still in that playoff hunt. Whereas, you know, the Patriots kind of they at least have like that two-game cushion. cushion. Yep. The, I mean, obviously you don't want to, you know, take your foot off the pedal, but I just think the Colts like have to win. So I think they'll edge it out. Yeah. Coach Pace. Um, I'm going to roll with the Colts, too. I just think the Colts are going to score too many points for Mac Jones to keep up with. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. I don't know the score. I know it's going to be probably, I'd say, a three- or four-point game. Um, but, yeah, I got the Colts on this one. And they needed a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Mark? I'm going Patriots. Um, you mm -hmm. mentioned that. 
Belichick is good at younger quarterbacks and Carson Wentz has experience, but I know Carson Wentz. <laughs> so That's I'm fair. going, going 28-24 um, Patriots. And well, that is definitely fair. <laughs> and and uh, we'll we'll kick it uh, we'll kick it right back to you, Coach Murphy, on this one. The Washington Football Team at Philadelphia Eagles. Philly boys, <laughs> <laughs> we out there. We about to win 33-24. Jalen Hurts is back, but it didn't matter because if Vinci was in there, he'd have lit him up too. That's it. That's it. All right, Coach Natty T. I mean, Eagles should win easily. I mean, I think besides the Browns, I think the no mascots have probably been hit with COVID worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, play. yeah. So, I mean, I think the Eagles should win pretty easily. I, I'll say 27-7 or 27-7. I like it. Now you said it right. <laughs> yeah, I'll do 27-7. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I had a uh... 31 to 17 um, Eagles. Uh, what about you, Coach Bates? I got the Philly boys by at least 10. I don't care score. But all I needed to hear was Heineke one playing. Yeah, yeah, they haven't got a chance. Man, I don't care if he did play. He was going to get locked up <laughs> like he did last week. Nah, <laughs> Heineke. My man dreaming about Michael Parsons, boy. Goodness gracious. Listen, yeah, that's he, not his fault. That's not, not his fault. They didn't, they didn't scheme right. They should have paid more attention to Michael Parsons. Man. But, I mean, that, that was the first time the Cowboys had all their defensive players. I mean, but, last week I was talking about, I was like, oh, they'll probably struggle, you know, figuring out rotations, but it came to a point that it didn't even matter. Listen, I'm, <laughs> chipping, I'm, I'm chipping number 11 every time he come off yeah, the ball. I don't care yeah. if I got it. Every single time, whether it's a tight end, or a running back, somebody better chip him and make him fill in in his ribs every time. Hey, that, that's where Logan Thomas coming. He wasn't there. Hey, like I said, running back too. Y'all better, y'all better figure something out out there. What, what, is, now, what is Antonio Gibson going to do with Micah Parsons? I said chip him. I didn't say block him. <laughs> it don't matter. Chip, block, Micah Parsons coming. <laughs> that's all all you got to do is knock him in his rib. That's it. You got to take one rib out. I think you can do that. All right, we'll see. I haven't seen it yet. We're going to stick with you, Coach Pace, because the next one is Seahawks at your beloved Rams. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> be real. <laughs> Let's be real. Russell Wilson been having nightmares about Aaron Donald for three years. Like, what are we talking about? What are we really talking about here? Listen, I got the Rams without Odell, without Tyler Higby. Without Jalen Ramsey, I still got the Ram by two scores. What y'all mean? <laughs> what? We just beat the we just beat the dog birds in Arizona. What are we talking about? Here? Hey, come on. man. Coach Mark, who do you got in this? I, I got the Ram. I got the Rams. Thirty-one. Uh, Seattle twenty. All right, Coach Natty T is Russ gonna cook? Yeah, that's all that mess of his. <laughs> hey, Rex is out of there too, by the way. That's yeah, awesome. man. It, yeah, I'm like, unless you tell me he rehabbed his finger 
24 hours a day now. I, I don't know. I got I got the Rams, man. I don't even care what the score is. Aaron Donald going to wreck shop. Maybe break his other finger or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got I got Rams as well. I got 34 to 20 uh, Rams over Seahawks. Uh, all right, and our last one is Packers at Ravens. Um, so this one is, a, is an interesting game. Lamar Jackson's still questionable. So um, they're in Baltimore, but I still got the, the, the Ravens have been inconsistent, especially as of late, so I'm going with the pack. Um, I, I'll do... Uh, uh, a 30 to 20, a 30 to 20 win for the Packers. Um, Coach Natty, too, who you got? Yeah, I got Packers. I, a little Lamar, but he, it, it's over, man. Gonna be Huntley. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably gonna be Huntley because I just, I just think the, the injury threshold when he went down last week. That that put him over the the injury threshold for for the Ravens, so I, I think it's done. I got the Packers, uh, 31-17. Hey, Coach Pace. Hey, listen, I don't even care about the injuries. They still got the same strength team that they've been having. <laughs> you know, that's all I need to know. All right, I got. You know what? I got the Packers thirty-eight. I got the Ravens. 17 to 20. I don't really care, but they about to get Molly Watt. Molly Watt. <laughs> right, Coach <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's just plain as day. Packers, I, I agree with Natty T's score, 31-17. All right. And um, to wrap us up, you got any uh, bets this weekend, Coach? Bet on Philly. <laughs> bet the spread. Bet the money line. Bet anything. <laughs> Philly about to about to wrap this up. We about to rally. We probably won't make the playoffs still, but we got three first round picks coming in to next year. Let's go ball out. Oh yeah, by the way, Patriots are underdogs for some reason. Bet on them too. Okay. Bet on the Rams. Whatever they got, bet it. You're oh, they're, no, they're, no, they're the clear. They're the. <laughs> oh, they are. They're the clear favorites. Yeah, like if you bet, it, you have to bet a lot to get anything. <laughs> Listen, bet your life. <laughs> To get five dollars too, <laughs> right? That's all you're gonna, you'll bet your life. They're like, oh, I mean, I can. It's gonna be like GameStop. <laughs> I got this brand new system for you. They're gonna like, man, I can do like two two fifty, but I'll give you five in store credit. Like, get on my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this and going home. <laughs> it costs me more than that to get here. <laughs> hey, quick side note, y'all. I'm watching Anthony Davis. And he getting cooked by cat. Man, so I have the TV. I have the game on in the back too. So I, I listen, man. Good lord. And the, here, because here's the thing. And, and I'm sorry, Coach JP3. Yeah, they about to keep you brought it up. up. <laughs> I hope they turn this game around because all I heard all day was, "Oh, you know, Russ is out now. The Lakers are about to take off." I'm like, dude. I understand Russ is a problem, but he's not the problem, okay? Anthony Davis, who's supposed to be a top five player, top 75 player, All should time. not be getting outplayed by Christoph Korzingis when Luka's not playing. Yes, he that should. That should not be happening. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he should. <laughs> what do you mean? Whoa, Christoph Korzingis plays basketball. Anthony Davis just exists. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, 
So I, I find it very hysterical that they're down. Well, they were down 14 to five mm-hmm. to Minnesota at one point. They just now it's 14, eight. Quick, but quick, I know he just gave him another bucket. <laughs> so I, I'm very curious to see what happens in this game because that that's kind of the narrative that's being built. So if they lose this game too, I'm like, I, I don't know. Listen, they need to trade AD at the trade deadline because when Bron is out of there and it's just Russ and AD or just AD, just the LA, the Lakers, it's, it's Clipper Town. It's Clipper Town after that because yeah. AD ain't doing nothing and nobody's going to want to go and play with AD's mediocre self. So, yeah, yeah nah, that's a wrap. Because then one, one last point about the Lakers, since we're on it, because I think for me, just looking at the Lakers – it's about are you better? Can you be better than the Warriors and the Suns? Because honestly, and this may be wishful thinking, I think if the playoffs started today, those are the only two teams that they couldn't beat in a series, in my opinion. So play coming back, it's a rat. Yeah. So to me, Ooh. that's the that's the issue is how do we get to at least compete on those two teams level? Because again, don't get me started on Utah. I don't. Like, I don't care that they're third. I don't care. The Pillsbury Bowl boy at Dallas is not beating the Lakers by himself. I'm sorry. I like like Memphis, but they're young. I mean, all those other teams in that 7 to 10, like, I I don't see them beating the Lakers in a series. But even if you somehow traded Russ, unless you get Dame Lillard, which you're not going to get, unless you're able to get Bradley Beal, which you're not going to get, I don't see, I don't see them beating the Suns or the Warriors right now. And I don't know. I don't know what you do. Hey man, just to wrap this up, RIP to Matthew Delavadova. He's not dead or nothing, but he got punched on something serious. Oh my goodness. I put it up on our IG page. I was like, is that Delhi? Is that Delhi from Cleveland? Remember when he was doing that, like, get-together thing at, like, Panera for the deli sandwiches or something like that after the playoff run? I told y'all he was a deli sandwich back in the day. <laughs> Man, got his life taken on the court. And dude stood over him, too. He said, I don't care about none of that championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He rubbed it in. He rubbed it in. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for us this week, man. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks. For those, you know, have a happy holidays. If you out there celebrating, be blessed, be safe, and we'll be back, you know, just like we never left. We'll be back better than ever. We're going to rest up, and we'll have plenty of more topics to talk about because NBA madness, NFL madness is still going to be out there doing things. So appreciate y'all. I'll be at the Christmas game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. Peace.